Bismillah. So to continue the hadith, the three things in which the Prophet uh, excuse me, Allah Ta'ala is pleased with is that you worship him alone and do not associate partners with him. That you take, that you hold uh, fast to the rope of Allah altogether and that you are not divided, obviously. And that you give good counsel. Tanasahu. You hear the word nasiha in it? Tanasahu means mutually giving uh, 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 good advice. But it says specifically, Tanasahu man wallahu amrakum. That you give good counsel to the one who Allah has given command over you. So that you try your best to give advice to the leaders. And subhanAllah, uh, and then the three things that Allah dislikes is that you uh, gossip. Qil wa qal is, is he, said, he said, she said, like basically uh, gossip. And idha'at uh, al-mal, wasting your money. And then kathratu uh, su'al, asking useless questions. Uh, just, you know, letting, letting your mind run wild with useless things, whereas real things actually need answering. So don't waste your time with these things. So subhanAllah, this is a, a beautiful hadith that says what? You should be involved with your leaders. And, and, and of course, this is talking about uh, 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 leadership more specifically of the believers. But subhanAllah, even if you think about it from our perspective, let's say something happens in this town, uh, in this state, whatever the case is, and the Muslims say, we don't like that. So you know what? We are not going to be rude or harsh or uh, take to the streets and yell and scream. No, no, no. You know what we're going to do? We're going to consistently call our representatives. You know, I want to call the mayor. I'd like to speak to you. I'd like, I'd like to set an appointment with the, uh, with the mayor's office. I'd like to talk to them. I'd like to speak to your representative. I'd like to set an appointment. If you do that over and over and over again, and the Muslims just have this habit of saying, listen, when there's a problem, I don't just sit around my dinner table with a bunch of family members saying, oh, isn't the situation, oh, the world's getting worse, huh? Oh, the world's getting worse. And we just all complain together. No, we don't just grumble and grovel. We don't just do that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway. So uh, instead, instead, what do you do? You actually get involved, right? And this is true for the Muslim, uh, Muslim leadership, but it's also true for non-Muslim, right? The more you get involved... If, if, I don't know, they introduce some sort of curriculum to the kids that's, let's say, extremely inappropriate, which they're doing in certain places. I don't need to go into detail. But one parent, a second parent, a third parent, they call and say, why are you teaching my kids this nonsense? Why are you pushing this on our children? What are you doing? I don't approve of this. And then they keep getting that call over and over again. Eventually, what's the feeling? Even if it's a minority, they're going to feel like it's the majority. You, get, you see? They're going to feel like this is overwhelming here. So this is the state of the believer. That, that, and specifically, subhanAllah, this, this uh, hadith... There's another one uh, that mentions specifically, Man arada, look at this hadith, subhanAllah, this is an authentic hadith. Man arada an yansaha lidi sultanin. Whoever wants to give advice to somebody who has authority, sultan, authority. Fala yubdihi alaniyatan. That he should not expose him publicly. That's not the objective. Don't do that. You're just going to create enemies. What does it say instead? Walakin, ya'khud biyadihi fayakhlu bihi. That you should grab him by the hand and take him somewhere private. Uh, and if he accepts it, if he accepts your advice, then it is what it is. Then that's what it is. Right? It is what it is. And if not, then at least he has fulfilled his obligation that was upon him. The obligation that was upon him, at least he completed it, he fulfilled it. So the nasiha, real nasiha is not exposing people. Real nasiha is not trying to own, if I can use common, you know, uh, YouTube uh, ter uh, terminology, right? You know, oh, this guy was so owned. Look at this own video. There's so many compilations of people getting owned, right? And the idea is what? That I just want to burn people. I want to embarrass them. I want to expose them. I want to, you know, uh, tarnish their reputation. You take joy in this, right? But so you don't really actually, you're not sincere at all. You don't want to help anybody, right? And this is something that subhanAllah, at the same time as I'm teaching the students, <laughs> I'm teaching the students various ways of argumentation of uh, demonstrating the truth of Islam. At the same time, I keep telling them, 
don't let this get make you arrogant. I'm very nervous that they're going to go around and they're going to laugh at somebody that doesn't make any sense. I got better arguments and what are you saying? How can you believe this? How can you believe that? And I'm very nervous that, you know, knowledge is power and power can be used in a good way and it can be used in a bad way. So as, as the more and more we educate our youth, we have to teach them that humility that sort of reigns it back, inshallah ta'ala. There's another, another hadith. The Prophet says that may Allah beautify and brighten the, the, the person who hears what a saying of mine, understands it, remembers it, and conveys it to others. Perhaps he carries the fiqh to somebody who has an even better understanding, even more fiqh than him. Then the Prophet continues. There are three which... Uh, uh, which, uh, with which the heart of a Muslim shall not be deceived. Sincerity in deeds for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, giving nasihah to the leaders of the Muslims and sticking to the jama'ah, for indeed the call is protected from behind them. So subhanAllah, this is another hadith mentioning what? That the believer should uh, uh, be sincere to Allah and give nasihah to the leaders and stick to the jama'ah. Try to keep people together. Don't try to create little schisms and, and, and groups and say, oh, we hate this and we hate that. Try to bring people together. Try to make your advice sincere and as good as possible. Then the final portion, inshallah ta'ala, is wa'ammatihim. I want to get a little bit more in detail when it comes to advice to the general masses. There is a beautiful hadith uh, uh, that uh, mentions uh, Jarir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu. He says, Bayatu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala iqamati salati wa ita'i zakati wa nushi li kulli muslimin. He says, I gave a pledge of allegiance to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon observing my prayers on paying zakah and being a sincere well-wisher for every single one of the Muslims. This is, why, this is what I made bay'ah for. Years later, after the Prophet passed away, what happens? One day, he asks one of his uh, servants, go out and buy a horse. He goes out and buys a horse. He says, how much did you get that horse for? It's a beautiful horse. He says, 300 dinar. 300 dinar? That's too good of a price. He goes back to the person that sold it to him. He says, you sold this to me for 300? He analyzed the horse, analyzes, says, I have to give you another 100. I'll give you four. Analyzes the horse some more, looks at it, you know, tests it out, this and that. Says, you know what, i got to give another 100. Five. Goes up to six. Goes up to seven. Finally finishes at 800. Says, this is what it's actually worth. And I have the wealth, you know. And, and maybe you're a young guy. Maybe he was ignorant. Maybe he didn't know what he had. You know, sometimes people sell things. They don't even know what they got. And they sell for, they, they, they lowball themselves. And, and they didn't get the full price. So he was asked, you got it for 300. It was a great deal. Why did you keep giving? He said, because I made a bay'ah. I made my pledge of allegiance on what? On this hadith. I made my pledges of allegiance saying what? I pledge to the Prophet ﷺ that I will continue my salah, I will continue my zakah, and that I will have nasiha. I will have nusha for every single believer. This is not nasiha. I'm not being sincere to this guy. If I can take him for a ride, if he makes, if he slips, uh, you know, maybe forgets to write one zero, right? Or, or whatever the case is, forgets to uh, charge the right price, or he didn't really evaluate properly, then yeah, I could take advantage of him, but that's not, that's not being, that's not nasiha. That's not sincerity. That's not treating my brother like I, like, uh, like I'd like to be treated. No. Having sincerity for the believer saying, listen, this is what it's worth, and so I'll give you its exact pay. He didn't overpay. He just said, it's worth 800, I'll pay 800. That's what it's worth. So, I mean, subhanAllah, this is, uh, I mean, um, incredible. Incredible that the Sahaba, you know, they said so many years ago, and they said, no, I said it, I'm going to stick to it, subhanAllah. The Prophet says what? Haqqul muslimi ala al-muslimi situn. That there are six rights that the believer has over the other believer. There's a very, very famous hadith. What are these six rights? They are uh, that when you meet him, you say salam. That when he invites you, you accept his uh, invitation. Uh, uh, that when he, what? وَإِذَا إِسْتَنْصَحَكَ وَإِذَا إِسْتَنْصَحَكَ that when he seeks your counsel, when he seeks your nasiha, you give him nasiha. Very important hadith. That this is a right that, you ha- that a brother has over a brother. 
That when this person says, can you give me advice? You don't say, uh, maybe later. Never. Never walk, never come to him again. No. They ask you for advice, you really sit and you think. What, what is the best thing I could tell this person? That is a right they have over you. And then also when they sneeze and say, Alhamdulillah, you say, Yarhamukullah. When they get sick, you visit them. And when they die, you follow their funeral procession. These are the six rights that a believer has over a believer. Another thing when it comes to uh, uh, showing sincerity towards the believers is showing them respect. Anas ibn Malik, he said that an older man once came to the majlis, once came to the, wanted to ask a question of the Prophet You can imagine the Sahaba are all sitting close. You know, it wasn't COVID time, so they weren't all spaced out. They were closer together, alhamdulillah. And so they were closer and sitting and they're all talking and the Prophet is giving a talk. An older man comes and wants to ask something of the Prophet And nobody was making room for him, right? Nobody was paying attention to this older man. So the Prophet said something so beautiful. He says, لَيْسَ مِنَّا يَرْحَمْ صَغِيرَنَا وَيُوَقِّرْ كَبِيرَنَا He is not one of us is not one of us, the one who does not have mercy on our young and show reverence and respect to our elders. In other words, when you see the old man coming in, whether it be limping, walking with difficulty, can I help you? Can I grab something for you? Can I grab a chair for you? Do you need some space? Do you want to come sit here? That is what it means. And when young people, you know, oh, kids are running around making noise in the masjid. You are not from amongst us unless you what? Have mercy on them. Okay, they ran around, they made some noise. Maybe even they throw something and they put a hole in the wall. That's bad. Yes, of course, the parents should talk to them, discipline them. I'm not saying let them, like, never teach them any rules, obviously. No, you have to discipline them and teach them. But show mercy. Do it in a way, inshallah ta'ala, that you do so in a way that they don't hate the deen, hate Islam, and hate the masjid, inshallah ta'ala. When it comes to uh, nasiha and giving people advice, Ibn Hazm says something very beautiful. He says, a condition of advice isn't that the person accepts it. That's not a condition. Your first responsibility is what? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Beautiful quote. You're, you're not giving somebody advice, number one, because I think they will accept it. Because sometimes you think they won't accept it. That's not your number one concern. Number one concern is Allah ta'ala is testing me. Allah ta'ala has put me in the situation where I know I'm supposed to tell this person something. Will they accept or not? Not your concern. Your number one concern. Of course you want them to accept. Of course you want the best for that person. Of course you're going to try your best to say it in a way that the person will love what you're saying. Yes, granted. That's not number one on the list. Number one on the list is what? Allah Ta'ala is testing me right now. Allah Ta'ala is putting me in a position where I know I can give advice. I know I can say, speak up and tell the truth. Will I do it or am I going to fold? Will I, will I rise to the occasion and be my best? You know, there's one shaykh, beautiful, he gave such a beautiful uh, lesson. He was talking about how he was at a shoe store. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, it wasn't just that he walked in, got the shoes and walked out. He's actually spending a lot of time with the guy who was like, hey, do you want this kind? Do you like that kind? This and that. And so they had, were chatting it up and, and sort of getting to know each other a little bit. And he was somebody who was studying deen at the time. He was studying Islam. And he thought, you know, I should give this guy da'wah. I should tell him about Islam. You know, we're, we're talking all friendly and stuff like that. Maybe I can ask him, what do you believe? You know, I'm a Muslim. You know, what do you know about Islam? Something. He was thinking, should I do it? And he hesitated and he was like, ah, it's, I don't know, it's too awkward. And the guy was like, by the way, I'm a Buddhist. Let me tell you a little bit about Buddhism. And he was just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe this happened. He's sitting there like, you know, I got tested. I got tested. And I, you know, as they say, you know, you, you look into the abyss and you blink type of thing. You know, you, 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 you know I, 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 I had my, you know, my weakness. I turned away. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't handle it, right? And he didn't. Like that game of chicken when two guys are driving at each other and one guy has to pull away first, right? You know, we were both driving at each other and I pulled away first, you know? And he didn't. He just, he came right through. He said, yeah, Absolutely. So subhanAllah, that, that's powerful, you know. Uh, uh, you don't want to be that person. I've seen situations like that. I've seen situations, subhanAllah, that broke my heart where I saw Muslims who, they're studying deen. People come and start telling them about, like, you know, like preachers and stuff, knock on the door, hey, we'd like to tell you about Jesus and this and that. And, and then they're like, okay, thank you, bye. And I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean, thank you, bye? 
how are you going to be out dawud? You know what I mean? If, if you can't be out dawud. You're studying Dean. You can't let him come give his dawah and you don't try back. I brought the guy inside and I sat down with him and I tried my best to, you know, talk to the guy. Alhamdulillah, we had a great conversation. Afterwards, I, got, I was like, are you serious? Like, you don't, you don't feel the sense of obligation? You know? And uh, it, anyway, so inshallah ta'ala, all of us, we should, we should feel that sense of uh, responsibility to uh, convey the truth and be sincere with people. This is for believers and even disbelievers. How are you going to give somebody da'wah and try to get them into paradise if you don't have some sort of care and concern and love for that person? Just as a human being. Now, I'm not saying that you have to love them in the, in the full sense of a believer. No. If somebody is a kafir, if somebody is a disbeliever, then naturally you, dis, you, you, you have a distaste and a dislike for their kufr. And if they show hostility to the deen, then of course you, 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 know, you, you uh, in, 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 what's it called, like, um, in reciprocity-wise, you would naturally show them enmity as well. You don't show love. That's, 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 that's humiliation. If you show love to somebody and they show hatred to you, that's pure humiliation. No. But if somebody is just a, 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 but at the same time, you have to have that decent base love of their fellow human being. I want them to be guided. I want them to be fixed. Right? That should be definitely within you. Wallahu ta'ala alam. There's another quote from Al-Fudayr ibn Al-Iyad, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, Al-Mu'minu yasturu wa yansahu wal-fajiru yahtiku as-sitra wa yafdahu. To the believer, he covers a person's fault and he advises sincerely. You co- when you see somebody make a mistake, you don't. You don't, you, you try to cover that mistake and you try to advise sincerely. However, the fajr, the, the open sinner, the wicked person, yahtiku, he, uh, uh, he tries to disgrace people. Uh, sorry, sorry, he, uh, firstly, he, um, uh, yahtiku sitr, he tries to expose and wa yafdah, that he tries to disgrace and, and, and show the person's, uh, faults. So subhanAllah, we should really be careful when we give advice. Are we doing it for our own ego or are we, do, or are we doing it for the betterment of that individual? Yes. Now, exposing people's faults are allowed in what circumstance? Because I'm not saying, let's say somebody does a big mistake and you say, well, I'm supposed to cover his faults, right? No, there are circumstances where you're not supposed to cover that person's fault. For example, if somebody is, let's say, a leader and they say something that's completely incorrect about the deen, right? Let's say they misquote a hadith and they, they give a false impression of what Islam is about. And you say, oh, I don't want to expose the imam because, you know, I like the guy. He's a good guy. No, He's, mis- he's misguiding people. Your nasiha to the masses, your sincerity to the masses, is that you clarify and say, this guy said something wrong. You people need to know that. So, it's, so when, when, when uh, exposing a person's fault that's private, that's, you should not do that. But if somebody publicizes something incorrect, and that can actually have an effect on others, then yes, of course, you're supposed to expose that and show it for what it is, something evil and something incorrect. So I hope that's clear, the, the difference between the two. The one who is giving advice should have knowledge of what they're advising about. That seems pretty straightforward, but sometimes we forget that. People who are giving lots of marriage advice, and they've been single their entire life, it's kind of funny stuff. Uh, you know, somebody giving business advice, they've never ran a business. Somebody, uh, and you know, I don't know, you can go, you can give a big list. You know, somebody who's giving advice in a particular field, they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, medical advice, they're not med students, they're not, they've, they've never, they've never, it's, I've seen doctors get so angry. I have a friend of mine who's a doctor, he got so mad. People are like, oh yeah, I think you should do this and do that and try this, try that. He's like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. Why are you speaking with so much confidence? Uh, it's, it's infuriating, you know, when people give comfortable Easy, just, they just, it just flows from them. all this advice, and they have no idea what they're talking about. So please, be very careful. And um, yes, uh, the believer should be the type of person. Final point is that the believer should be the one who accepts advice regardless of where it comes from. You should not get an ego just because somebody younger said it. You should not get an ego because a family member said it. You should not get an ego because the person who said it, you know they have problems. And you know you could expose theirs. Oh, you say, I have a problem. Well, I know that time you did this. No, try not to do that. You should, the believer should say, listen... Regardless of what, who it's coming from or what his intentions are or if I can analyze deep in his heart, he's doing it to put me down, I don't care. 
At the end of the day, if he's giving me good advice, then I should take it because that's, that's betterment for me. I can improve as a person. So that's a, there's nothing better than that. My improvement is, is ultimately my objective. I'm trying to get, become a better person. So even if, even if he might have slightly bad intentions or even if he's doing it with a bit of a smirk or he's doing it a bit sarcastically, I'm going to push all that aside and actually try to benefit from the gem that is actually there. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam bisawab. So with that, inshallah ta'ala, uh, uh, we end this beautiful hadith. I hope you see how ad-dinu nasiha is a heavy, heavy, heavy hadith. Omar, uh, you think you could... And so with that, inshallah ta'ala, may Allah ta'ala make us all nasiheen, ameen. May Allah make us of those who are, have nas, uh, you know, nasuhan, inshallah ta'ala. So, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.